God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, welcome in to Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. We're going to take a look at one of the kings of Judah tonight. Josiah, my guest tonight's Katie Erickson. Glad you're here, Katie. It's always fun to be here, Jason. Absolutely. Oh, don't be a push over. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online, worldviewwarriors.org. It's our parent ministry. You can find a lot of our resources there, free resources. Also, some of our recent and former books there with paperback, Kindle, and we have a hardcover available, too. We do. Just which one. Which is pretty cool. Just <laughs> one. Because we're like, well, we're going to see how this goes. So, but it's cool. It is. It's Absolutely. very cool. Absolutely. So, again, find us online, worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Again, Katie is one of our author, blogger, speaker for the ministry, and she blog puts a blog post up every single Monday, has for 13 years, I think. No, not like that, that long. About 11 and a half. Oh, okay. I thought it was bus. longer. Okay. No. It just feels like longer. <laughs> Well, that's not too much longer, so at least I didn't you know, say 20 I mean, or something. Yeah, yeah, not quite. Yeah, not yet anyway. I haven't known you that long. Yeah. It's close, but yeah, not quite. Getting there. We're only short four years. Yeah, I've known you about 16 years. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Again, do not keep silent with what you're tuned into. We're going to take a look at one of the kings of Judah tonight, King Josiah, and partly because, well, Katie's been in a series writing blog posts about the kings of not just Judah, but Israel as well. Yep. And, but I've know, been doing them uh, chronologically, and so we ran out of uh, Kings of Israel because they uh, got taken over first. <laughs> so let's talk about that very briefly, if you don't mind, and because people might, might be thinking, because they just don't know, you know, what do you mean Kings of Israel, Kings of Judah? Well, Israel wasn't always together. It yes. was a divided kingdom Yes. back then. Yes. <laughs> so it happened, let's see, after the judges, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because after, uh, so part of the uh, the ending of the book of Judges, basically, you know, the people wanted a king. That's where the nation of Israel was at, was they're like, oh, we want to be like everybody else because all these other nations have kings and we want to have a king too. And God said, no. And they said, but we want to have a king. And God eventually said, all right, I'm going to give you what you asked for. Here you go. And, and to be fair, uh, I'm, I'm not saying God said this per se, but wasn't it mainly because he was like, I'm your king. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, all right? the other like pagan nations, they didn't worship the one true God, you know, so they had a king, that an earthly person that they could, you know, worship because they weren't worshiping God anyway. But right. as far as, you know, Israel was God's chosen people. They were called to be set apart. They were called to be different than the other nations around them. Mm. And there was a lot of ways that they were supposed to be different from the other nations. And one of those ways was the fact that they didn't have an earthly person who was their king. Yeah, It was because, you know, again, like you just said, God is their king. God is the one they are supposed to worship. Where if you have an, a you know, human king, basically, then people would be more tempted to worship that king rather than worshiping God. And God didn't want that to happen because he's yeah. like, you know what, I'm just going to not even give you that piece of temptation. Mm. You know, just you don't have a king, you have me. You have They had leaders, of course, but they were right, supposed to right. worship God. Yeah, the priests were the leaders for the most part, right? Well, some, I mean, some the, were judges. The, the judges, they, you know, that whole time period of yes. the judges, they were like military leaders and like civil leaders. They were just kind of the leaders of the people, mm-hmm. more or less. So, Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And th- this time we're going to be 
sharing tonight, just for those who are, you know, just joined us, whatever. This is after King David, after King Saul, after Solomon. Yes, yeah, uh, so it was King Palmer. Saul, then King David, yes. then King Solomon. And then it was during the reign of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, that the kingdom split. And so you had the 12 tribes that made up the nation of Israel. Ten northern tribes, they became their own nation and they kept the name Israel. And then the two southern tribes of Benjamin and Judah, they became the southern kingdom and they took the name of Judah. So then, you know, because you had the two nations, they each had their own kings. So Solomon's son, Rehoboam, um, he was like Jerusalem was, you could say, the capital of Israel, you know, to put it into today's context. So Rehoboam became the first king of the southern kingdom of Judah. And the the disagreement that kind of stemmed the split of the kingdom was between Rehoboam and a guy named Jeroboam. And so Jeroboam became the first king of the northern kingdom of Israel. Okay. And then from there, it just, you know, the successors in each kingdom, all of that. And Jerusalem, the city, ended up in the northern kingdom southern. or the southern kingdom? Southern kingdom of southern Judah. Southern kingdom. So mm-hmm. Jerusalem, and that's... Really important city, right? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean it. Yes. So, so that's and, been in the southern kingdom, right? And we encourage you, friends, to you know obviously go read in the Bible and understand why it is so important. But which book of the Bible are we going to be in tonight? Well, the the whole story of the kings in general. If you want to get into like when the kingdom split and all of that, yes. that's in First Kings twelve. Okay. Um, so there's pretty much parallel stories ish between the books of first and second kings and first and second chronicles there's a lot of overlap that happens between the two where we'll see you know the same people talked about maybe one account you know in the kings will have more detail or the account in the chronicles will have more detail all of that but the king we're looking at tonight um this is so you had israel and you had judah and then the nation of israel they got overtaken by um the assyrians and that's when the nation of Israel basically, you know, stopped existing for the time because they got taken over. So they stopped having kings of Israel. Okay. And then it was after that, well, quite a while after that, that Judah actually ended up getting overtaken by the Babylonians. But that's not where we're at yet. <laughs> so okay. we ran out of kings of Israel looking at them chronologically because Israel, the northern kingdom, went into captivity first. And then so the king we're looking at tonight... Josiah, he was a king of Judah, the southern kingdom. And we'll and get to that in just a second. Let's. Well, I was going to say where the scripture passage is. Oh, so that's they could good. Find that's it. good. Yeah, absolutely. Building up to that here. Good. So you can read about King Josiah in Second Kings chapters twenty-two and twenty-three, or Second Chronicles thirty-four and thirty-five. So if you want to find, uh, we're going to. Let's see. I think we're kind of going to bounce back and forth between the two passages, but focus a little more on Second Chronicles if you want to sure, pull out your Bible sure. and get that ready. Absolutely. And with that, friends, got a quick fast cast here getting us started. And thanks for tuning in to Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. If you are following Christ and doing your calling for him, trust God. Friends, it's not about you anyway. And if another person chooses to not follow God, as long as their actions are not directly or negatively impacting another person, I would encourage you to let them go their way. Could another person be hurt indirectly? Well, more than likely, yes, but that is a result of living in a sinful world, isn't it? Consider the rich young ruler, friend. 
Jesus told him the truth and challenged him to go a certain way. The young man decided to do what he wanted to do and to go against God. Other than being selfish, why else would you or I or anyone try to force someone to follow God? I will leave you with this question. If you really are about following Christ and his example, are you willing to follow his example with the rich young ruler as well? Go find our blog post titled, Lead Me, Follow Me, or Get Out of My Way Today. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Appreciate you being with us here for the program. We'll dig into more fast casts later, but right now let's get into the account of King Josiah, King yes. of Judah. Yes. And Katie, you can take it away. All right. So it, it actually starts with uh, Josiah's father um, because that's that's pretty significant because of how Josiah started his reign. So basically, the the short version of it is that Josiah's father, King Ammon, got assassinated. Um, essentially, it uh, you know came from within, and his officials literally just assassinated him. They were like, "We're done. We're killing you." Um, so yeah, that's that was pretty much it. So Josiah, King Ammon's son, was eight years old when he became the new king. Mm. Think about that. If you know a child about eight years old in your life. Think about them ruling over a country. Even think of somebody, you know, a child that you know who's maybe 10, 11 years old. Think about them ruling over a country. Right. A little uh, intimidating, perhaps, you know, for an eight-year-old. But at any rate, Josiah was the previous king's son, so he became the king at eight years old. Now, his father, King Ammon, was an evil king, did not do what God wanted him to do for the kingdom, worshipped idols, all that. And King Josiah's grandfather, too, King Manasseh, was another evil king. But somehow, King Josiah turned out to be one of the good ones. He followed God completely, did what was right in God's eyes. So given his young age, remember he was eight when he took the throne, his early reign was very likely strongly guided by his mother, actually, who was named in the account as Jedediah. And he was likely guided by the other adults in his life who clearly had strong faith in God. Even if the previous king had done evil, Josiah turned that around. And through the the help of the other people who were surrounding him, um, he helped lead the people back to that faith in God. And the author of the Book of Kings compares King Josiah to his ancestor, King David, who's widely considered to be the best king the nation ever had. So when we look at the account in 2 Chronicles 34, we see King Josiah not just living off the faith of his mother or the faith of those around, faith of those around him, but he sought God for himself. So in 2 Chronicles 34, verse 3, it says, In the eighth year of his reign, so keep in mind, he's 16 at this point, While he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. In his 12th year, so he was about 20 then, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles, and idols. So he may have only been 16 when he was really seeking the God of his ancestor, King David, but he had already been the king for eight years at that point. Four years later, he put that faith into action, by destroying everything to do with the worship of false gods. Mm. So the account goes on to tell of how he destroyed all the altars to the pagan god Baal, the incense altars, the Asherah poles, and the idols. He even- so hold on here. Uh-huh. Because, well, 
in today's society. That would be just so unloving. And just, you know, oh, you're, you're not being tolerant. You're not being loving. Mm-hmm. Um, help us understand why that's not true. Well, because in this case, the loving thing to do was the tough love of, here, I'm going to take away all of the things that are leading you away from the one true God. That is how King Josiah showed God's love to the people, by taking away from them all these things that were encouraging them to worship false gods and to not worship the one true God. Mm. And sure, I'm, I'm sure people didn't like that, because that's what they had done for the two kings that came before Josiah. They had, you know, they probably worshipped God, but they also worshipped all these other false gods. They had priests to these false gods, all that stuff. So I want to interject here, too, because more than likely, I'm so glad you brought up about the priests of these false gods. Yeah, which, by the way, Josiah killed them. Yes. So, (laughs) and I'm not saying we should do that, friends. I'm just saying... More than likely, people are making money off of these false gods, and that probably upset them a little bit. Probably. So living out your faith doesn't mean it's easy. Friends, Jesus talks about the narrow path. I add a little word called the tough, narrow path. We are to take the tough, narrow path and walk it. The wide path is easy. We need to take the narrow path. Now, Josiah, at least at this moment in time in his life, chose I'm putting my faith into action and I'm not just going to be a quote unquote believer. I'm doing something about this. And boy, did he ever. Yes. <laughs> I apologize for interrupting. <laughs> oh, but that I just is, had to. That is all right. Good point. So, uh, yeah. And so Josiah, you know, killed the priests who led all the idol worship and he even went so far as to burn their bones on their former altars. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but here's here's the really fun thing. All right. So remember we were talking earlier about the, the history of how Israel split into the two nations yes. and all uh-huh. that? The first king of the nation of Israel, the northern ten tribes, was Jeroboam. Okay. Well, so what Josiah did was prophesied all the way back in the time of Jeroboam. So we're talking hundreds of years here that have gone by, right? So first Kings, so first Kings twelve is where it's recorded how the kingdom split. And so in 1 Kings 13, 1 and 2, it says, By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel as Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering. By the word of the Lord, he cried out against the altar. Altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. On you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who make offerings here, and human bones will be burned on you. How many years was this before? Oh, geez, I'd have to look at the math, but it's hundreds. It's hundreds, really. Well, I mean, because we've been through a whole bunch of kings in that time frame, so I'd have to look back at the years. I don't have that so number in prophet, my head. So this prophet, do we know who it is? No. He's, okay. never, he's never given a name, but it was way back in the time of Jeroboam 1. Because, again, this is First Kings 13 that that happened, <laughs> like right after the kingdom split. Um, essentially, yeah, Josiah was prophesied. And so remember the... Um, By name. Yeah, exactly. Well, that way, you know, and, and of the house of David. So in Israel, the kingship did not follow family lines, usually for very long. Because honestly, like, they were also evil and power hungry. <laughs> that like, you'd have a few kings from the same family line, then somebody else would come and assassinate them and take over the throne. And then their family would go for a few generations. But it was like all over the map, right? But in Judah... 
the kingship was handed down through family lines. Mm. So you've got David to Solomon to Rehoboam, kingdom splits, but then it kept going to a son, like the whole way down. So we've still, you know, Josiah is still, you know, a relative of King David because the, the kingdom, the reign followed through that. And so, you know, I'll have to look up the number of how many hundreds That's of amazing. years before that. But yeah, so Josiah was prophesied. You said in 13? Yeah, First Kings 13. And see, the story of Josiah is in Second Kings 22. So just biblical chapter-wise, we've covered a lot of ground since then. The whole rest of First Kings and, you know, 20-something chapters of Second Kings. That's how long ago. I mean, it was literally prophesied, like, right after the kingdom split. And when Josiah's reigning, Israel is already, like, done for by, by a few kings. It's wow. been a while. So I'm sure people are like, when is that going to happen? Or was right. That, was that just not true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we eventually got there. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that Josiah would, you know, get rid of all of these altars and everything to these false gods, kill their priests and burn their bones on the altars was prophesied so long before. That's amazing. Isn't it, though? Yes. Yes. But that's not even the most important event of King Josiah's reign. Well, let's keep going. All right. The most, one of the most important things during his reign was the discovery of the Book of the Law, which happened in the 18th year of his reign. So about six years after he discovered, destroyed all the pagan idols and all of that. So Josiah's next mission of like, okay, we've gotten rid of all the, the idol worship and all of that. So next, let's restore God's temple to its former glory. It had become very neglected after years of Judah not using it to worship the one true God as it was intended. So while working in the temple, working on the restoration, the priest found the book of the law. Now, what exactly was the book of the law? Later in the account, it's also called the book of the covenant. Scholars believe it was likely at least what we know as the book of Deuteronomy, It also may have contained sections of Exodus, possibly Exodus chapters 19 through 24, maybe some of Leviticus. It's possible that it was the entire Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. There's not sufficient evidence within the account to determine what was exactly the book of the law, as it's known in this passage. But it's clear that it made a great impact on King Josiah and the people of Judah. It says in Second Chronicles 34, verse 19, that when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. So King Josiah was personally convicted by what was in the book of the law. It's likely that this reaction was caused by all the threats of punishment for disobeying God that are found in the law, which he knew the nation of Judah had been doing for a very long time. He needed to find out more about all this, so he sent the priest and others to inquire of the Lord about this. He knew that God was angry with the people of Judah for all of the idolatry they had committed for so long. So the priests went to a prophetess named Huldah, who gave them a message from God in Second Chronicles 34, 23 through 28. And her words confirmed that God was going to bring judgment on the nation of Judah according to all of the, the curses they had read in the book of the law due to the nation's idol worship in the past. But because of King Josiah's humble and repentant heart, he would not see these disasters during his lifetime. So we see in Second Chronicles 32, I want to read to you verses 29 through 33. It says, Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. He read in their hearing 
all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his command statutes and decrees with all his heart and all his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites And he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. So, is that the end? No, I've got more if you want me to keep going. Well, no, no, no. What (laughs) I mean is the end as far as King Josiah. Oh, no, he did more. Okay, that's what I want to find Because the next big thing that he did then was he, he reinstated the celebration of the Passover, Remember the uh, when the Israelites left Egypt, they had this Passover celebration to remember yes. it, and they had stopped celebrating that in all their years of idol worship. So this observance of the Passover, reinstating that, it publicly affirmed King Josiah's and the people's commitment to following God and obeying his commandments once again. The Passover had not been observed in that way since the days when Samuel was a prophet, almost like 400 years earlier, mm. in the days of King Saul and King David, before the nation divided. So there's really not more recorded in King Josiah's life until, in, in detail anyway, until the end of his life, roughly 13 years later. You know, it so. almost sounds like something that someone on this radio program has been talking about for years, like a decade about the way forward is back. That's what mm-hmm. that sounds like to me. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the way that they could move forward in worshiping God was to look back at the book of the law you know, having rediscovered it, right. you know, and King Josiah was following God before they rediscovered the book of the law. But then once they found it, I mean, he was just completely convicted of like, we have to fix this. You know, he knew that the nation was essentially doomed because of all their past idolatry. But he's like, you know what? While I'm alive, we're going to do what we can. And everybody's going to worship God and only God. No more of these idols. Get rid of all that stuff. And, I mean, basically, you know, the important lesson we can learn from him is it's never too late to turn back to God. Because Judah had been so full of idolatry, but you know what? They could always turn back to God. God's decision to destroy Judah may have already been made, and they were really on their way to destruction. But King Josiah's reign was a glimmer of hope that the people's hearts could possibly change, and they could be devoted to God once again even if only for the short time that he lived in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. Friends, I just want to leave you with this challenge as we wrap up our time together. And that challenge is this, especially to husbands, fathers, yes, wives and mothers. You can be a part of this too, but husbands and fathers, it's time to lead. It's time to be like King Josiah in your own house, in your own home. Lead. Lead your children back to God. Lead your wife back to God. I'm not saying they're not following God. I'm just saying you need to do it. (laughs) If you are trying to go, well, what can I do? I encourage you. How about read the book of Proverbs one chapter a day, and you could do it every single day with your family and talk about it just a little bit. 
that's something really easy to do. Right, Katie? Yes. I mean, and just start getting that wisdom in you. Start getting those proverbs in you so you can be, well, like Jesus says, you can start being shrewd like a serpent, yet gentle as a dove. Jesus calls us to be that. We need to be wise and not unwise. Unfortunately, it seems many people are cool with being unwise today and just being taken advantage of. No, that is not what Jesus wants us or wanted us to do while he was here. He is, he's there for you. He loves you. Friends, Jesus Christ is the creator of the universe. So with that said, he knows how you work. He knows how this creation works. And he knows, well, he is the way back to the Father. Not just he knows the way, he is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. I hope this has encouraged you tonight. Friends, like what King Josiah did, you can start doing this in your own life. My goodness, it is time for this nation. It's time for you as an individual to start taking responsibility. I know that there is a big word, and it's a hard word for a lot of us. But King Josiah did it. Why not us? Friends, this is Do Not Keep Silent. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. Katie, I'm going to leave you with the last word. Well, I just wanted, didn't want to leave anyone hanging here. I looked Good. up the years. That prophecy about King Josiah that happened at the time of Jeroboam, it was 300 years between the time that was prophesied and Josiah actually did it. You know, give or take a few years, but right around 300 years later. That is amazing. Isn't it, though? Just didn't want to leave you hanging with that. I'm so encouraged by this. My goodness. Just awesome. And Katie, when can people go read your postings? Every Monday morning, there's one up there. If you want to read about King Josiah, you can go to worldviewwarriors.org, click the blog tab, and there's a search box. You can just search Josiah, and the post should come up if you want to read even more about him. Absolutely. Again, friends, find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. A great number of books there from Katie. Again, available in paperback and Kindle. And thanks so much for tuning in today. Kay, do you think we might ever get a book out of you about these kings? I'd say that's very likely at some point in the future. I would love it. And also, friends, just so you know, i going to let you know because Katie's wrapping up the kings. Where are you going to head next? I'm going to be heading to 1 Corinthians followed by 2 Corinthians. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> friends, again, don't be a pushover. When you go out and make today great, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com.